Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. My name is Julie Paulston. I am your host, and I am so absolutely honored that you stopped by. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my own personal journey, and I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people that will be sharing their journeys as well, in hopes that we can educate, motivate, and inspire you to live the best possible life that you can. So grab your favorite beverage, maybe a snack or two, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, this truly is all about you. Well, hello and welcome back to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life this week. So I was online and on Facebook. Ooh, surprise, surprise that I was ever on Facebook. So I was on Facebook and I saw a friend of mine who I met in New York probably four or five years ago, something like that. We were in a class about being on stage and how to present and do all that fun stuff. And the minute I met her, I was like, oh, she's soul tribe people to me. And I've watched her journey go from the company that she used to represent to where she is now. And she just made this incredible journey. And the other day, I saw a post of hers in that little nudge said, you need to get her on your podcast. <laughs> so I follow that nudge all the time. And so I have the honor of having Michelle Patton on here. You guys, she's incredible. She's a badass hairstylist, one that I could only hope to be half as good as. But other than that, she's an incredible human being. So Michelle, would you like to add anything to your introduction? No, spot on. And the same for you, as we spoke about earlier, you know, watching your journey as well, you know, it's, and that was, that's the gift we said of social media, that we got to watch each other blossom and grow and, and how ironic that we are on similar paths. Right. <laughs> Who did thunk it? At this moment. Who yeah. It? So I have a question for you. I ask everybody the same question. So we've all been in the ashes. I call it the shit pit of our life. So we've all been in the ashes. What is a pivotal moment that you were sitting in the ashes and you knew and you had to rise and how has that impacted your life now? I'd have to say there's been many shit pits. <laughs> You know, and I think that each one I've opened my wings and just allowed and surrendered. And then, so by this point, I'm just like, fuck it. (laughs) You know, like I've learned that the wings are going to open. Yeah. You know, that it's going to happen. And this current one was like getting hit with a brick wall. And that was an identity crisis. So what happened? Um, so that was about like somebody who I had been working for a brand as an artistic director and like, I'm going to use the word hustle, which I, if there's a word that I can throw the fuck out a window forever, it's hustle and normal. Yeah. Please get rid of the two of them. Yeah. I don't like they've never served anyone. Um, and then all of a sudden the world stopped. And I said, well, then who the hell am I if I'm not this? Yeah. If I'm not this girl who's woman who's getting on a plane every weekend, who's not, you know, inspiring other people through just doing that alone. 
for other women to say, oh, it's possible. Oh, you know, look at this person. And, 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 and then who am I other than that? Meanwhile, I'm a mother and I'm a sister and I'm a wife and I'm a friend and I'm all those other things. So how do I make them all work together? So I really dove into, this is going to say, you know, everybody has their path. So for me, it was, I thought that professional growth was for, you know, professional growth. Yes. So professional growth. And then all of a sudden I had this awakening and epiphany of, okay, well, you've got to add the personal growth. Awesome. So now professional growth, personal growth. Awesome. But I was always missing the spiritual piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, okay, I'm going to lean in and I'm going to, I've got a lot of catching up to do because I'm 49. <laughs> right. Like, holy shit, I'm 49. And now I'm going to, I'm going to meet my spiritual side. Okay. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've been yeah. gone for the last 49 years of my life, but nice to meet you. It's totally. It's kind of, it's, it's so funny because you, you're right. You and I have been on very similar paths because I was uh, an educator and, and I lived to motivate and educate and inspire. And it was all about the professional side and learning how to speak and, you know, being conscious of your audience and really being this person that when I went home and I looked in the mirror, I was like, ah, is that really who I am? Or is this who I've created myself to be. And I think that that has been a definite, definite challenge. Door. So, and, you know, I think that, that, you know, being on those parallel journeys and focusing on who we are professionally, when you get home and you look in the mirror and you think, is this really who I am or is this somebody that I've created to make other people happy? Yeah. And then you sit there and you go, but who am I? Like, I know who I am professionally. I pretty much know who I am personally, but like you said, spiritually, that is a huge piece. And for you and I think a lot alike on this, it's not religion, I can't do religion. Uh, it's that deep, unabiding faith that there's something greater out there that has my back at all times. And that if I want it and I, and I put it out there, then I know I'm supported in my dreams. Yeah. And I trusted it. I, I've mani- I, I believe I've manifested my career, you yeah. know, with hustle and, and all those other things, sacrifice and, and things like that. And but I also learned that, like you said, right on the money about when you're, you know, you're doing it for others, but I was limited in also what I was allowed to be, if that oh, makes sense. Huge. I, I remember times that there were, um, where I would say things or I would be teaching a class or whatever. And, and, you know, you get the, the, your quote unquote feedback forms. And, you know, know your audience, be careful. And I thought, we love you, Julie, your personality is everything, but you need to do it this way. Yeah. And I, and I think that that as you and I as artists and a lot of other artists that we're friends with, sometimes that can be really stifling because then you really start to question, really, who the fuck am I? Yeah. And, and, and I got angry at myself because there were so many moments 
that I would have a higher up say to me in a headshot, a headshot, don't wear the jewelry because you might offend somebody. And I said, oh, okay, I'm going to take the fucking jewelry off. And then, but all I did was like, I went against myself. I went against this woman that was supposedly there to inspire all these women to be who they were. And then here I am because my ego was like, well, I got to do what I got to do. Yep. Conform. Yes. Conform. Yeah. And, and when you're sitting there and, and you're being told and, and, and this has happened not only with the, the company that I used to work for, but other times in my life is like, yes. we want you to motivate others. We want you to be yourself. We want people to be inspired by you, but you have to tone it down. And yes. I remember growing up that, you know, and I, and I said it on a different podcast, I think women, a lot of times when we're this creative, when we're growing up, we were told, you know, you're too loud, you're, you're too active, you know, you, you need to be more quiet, you don't wear, you know, don't be a tomboy, you know, don't play football, here's a doll, you know, all these gender roles that were that were tried to be placed under, and you're too much and you're too this and you're too that and you're, you grow up and, and you just you lose who you are, you lose that divinity that sits inside of you. So what do you think is the biggest thing that you've discovered on this journey so far? Mm. I guess that I, just simple awareness. I don't know what I don't know. I, 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 I'm every day I'm just learning. I, that, I mean, it's, there's so, so many things and I'm reading so much because I'm, again, I feel like, oh, I'm back, I'm backed up and I've got to catch up. You know, so what's I on mean, your nightstand? What you reading right now? Well, currently I'm reading the Kabbalah. Ooh. So I'm studying the tree of life and uh, looking forward to joining the modern mystery schools. Nice. Um, I have a Carolyn Miss on my side. I'm reading the anatomy of spirit. Um, you know, there's at least five of them that's happening. I love it. I think when you start down this journey, I know for me, like right now, I'm reading the Four Agreements, Miguel um, mm. Ruiz, and I I've read it before. And and as you get further down your your journey, like another one of my favorites is the Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Burchard. Yeah. It's funny because when I first read it, I read it and I was like, oh yeah, this is great. This is great. And then when you keep going down this path and you start opening the spirituality and you realize that the dogma that's being taught out there oh. is such a itty bitty tiny part of it. And when you truly dive into spirituality and truth and love and all the bliss and the gratitude and the manifestation, your brain is like that commercial where the little purple just explodes. And it's yeah because it's so overwhelming and I love going back and rereading because the further in my journey I get, the more I actually get to read it and the more I get to absorb it. How have the people been, like the people, have you noticed that people that used to be in your circle have, either, they've like fallen away? Oh, I mean, my, my family thinks I've lost my mind. 
<laughs> my kids call it my woo-woo shit. Oh, here goes my yeah. woo-woo yeah. shit. Yeah. Like I told my husband something today about the the galactic universe and the, the history and the origins. And I, you know, I was like, oh my God, and blah, I watched this girl last night. And we, you know, she was talking about all the shit that Lyrian and the Syrian, like all. And he was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, honey. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Tie my shoes. <laughs> but I like the idea of like, because I love the quantum shit too. Like, yes. give me the quantum shit. Like, give yes. me the science behind it. Like, um, Teresa Bullard is, a, you know, she'll study that. Like, give me Sue Mortar. Give me people that, like, will give me the science behind the aura and the science behind the energy work. Because I find myself in the struggle of, like, I'm not necessarily, like, I had a really good conversation with a friend the other day, and I was like, I'm not, I don't feel close to crystals. Like, I just, I don't feel this attachment all the time to like those pieces of it, but I love the science behind it. Exactly. You know, exactly. and then when they all connect together is when I go, wow, well, that's fucked up how photons and electrons work. And, right. you know, and of course everything has a consciousness. Right. You know? And, and, and you're like, oh my gosh, this makes total sense. And for those of you that are listening going, what the Sam hell are they talking about? A good place to start with the quantum, one of my favorite people who break it down is Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, Dispenza's great as well. Yeah, yeah. agreed. And, and Sue Mortar has a great book that just came out. Um, it's called um, Energy Codes. Yes. And she was in the health field for a long, long time, but dispense is great as well. Yeah. yeah. And you know, what's funny is that I'm, I'm finding, and I have a lot of people, they're friends of mine that are in the health field, the, you know, that are nurses and doctors and I'm a level two Reiki practitioner and that yeah, me too. Yeah. Woo-hoo. So, you yeah. know, that's the science of moving energy in the body. And I just got uh, NLP certified and I also do clearings, which is using a matrix theory where you can go in and you can actually clear trauma, toxic behavior, all of that from the brain. And people are like, what? And then I'll do a clearing and I'll do a Reiki session. And they're like, how did, what, what just happened? What just happened? I feel completely different. And then you have the people that used to be in your circle that are just don't understand. And I was doing a class and I said, sometimes the people at your next level, your soul tribe is calling you. And that means sometimes you have to leave people behind. And it's not that you don't love them. It's not that you don't care about them. They're just not, they don't understand your journey and they can't support you in that journey. Um, What do your kids think? Which is hence why we're moving, right? Um, the kids. So I have a 23 year old and his girlfriend. So they, I, you know, I, she's just like my daughter at this point. Um, they actually listen and absorb. And I think it might, it might be a generational difference Yeah, that they, you know, that they get it a little bit more of it because they have access to more of that versus like, you know, I'm a Gen Xer. Yeah, my generation and the boomers, they don't, they're like, what do you, the hell? I think, do you not, I mean, I I would 
hazard a guess that you would agree? Do you think it's a lot of it is fear because of what we've been taught our whole entire life of this is how you're raised, this is what you do, this is the the religious oh, yeah. aspect that you have to follow, and this is what you do for the rest of your life. And then here we come, you know, these <laughs> with our woo-woo shit, and the whole generation goes, whoa, wait. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't, and I guess because we've spoken too about you know the quantum side but also the psychological side psychology yeah and the way that you know the subconscious works and if you don't understand mindset you know growth in that way you don't understand the programming exactly that you've been given yeah you know and you so i think say, oh, well, that's just the way i am oh that's just the way i am that's another one i would love to just it just sends shivers up my spine anytime yes. I hear that's just the way I am. Yep. That's I was born this way. This is just the way I am. And I just, I, it just breaks my heart. Cause I keep thinking if you could only see the divinity shining out that we see your life could be something completely different. It could be, I mean, when you take a journey, like you and I took, like you, when COVID hit, it gave so many people a horrible path. They were, you know, a lot of people didn't deal with it well. For you and I, 2020 was like the best fucking years of our, the best fucking year of our life. Potential. That's all I saw. Yeah. It was abundant. So when you, when you have people that are in corporate, so like, cause you, you know, it's you and I, so we're going to have a lot of people that know us that are listening to this going, these two are fucking crazy. Yes, we are, but that's why we're friends. What would you say to people that are sitting in corporate now that are like, oh, I wish I could do that. Change it. It's up to them to, they have to start changing the way we do shit. It, and even in what we do in hair, yeah. You know, nobody should have to work a 12 hour fucking day. No. That it's bullshit. Nobody yep. should have to work clients so tight that you can't drink or eat. Like, oh my God. Memes, uh, like, nobody should have to not be able to take a break because the energy of the guests that's in the chair is exhausting them. And then they just, they just got to keep doing it. Like, it, it, it's time to change it. Yeah. You gotta change it. You you see the memes out there like, oh, today was a slow day. I peed. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> and I never, and I guess I maybe was a little bit different than a lot of stylists. I never set myself up for that. There were certain days that, yeah, it, it ended up to where you did that. But for the majority of it, I didn't want to live my life like that. I, I wanted to I, I used to get in trouble for not double booking my clients or when I did, it was very rare because to me, I enjoyed that one-on-one -on -one time of, you know, Hey, what you've been up to, what's going on in your life, connecting on a deeper level than, Hey, let's do some highlights. What's up? How are the kids? Okay, great. You go sit over there and I'm going to take somebody else. And you lose that human connection. Yeah. That connection. Do you think that in the hairstyling world that they're going to figure it out? I think that they, I think that they have to, I think the next 10 years is going to be a big shift of a lot of things, socially, economically, all over the place. And, you know, I find myself moving with groups of women that are doing energy work behind the chair. And 
it's, you know, for so many years, the ha my hands were the vessel of the, of the ministry through cutting hair, you know, through styling hair, through showing people how to technically get the skill set. But then you realize that they're not set up for the psychological and spiritual skill set that they have to endure while they have these auras in their chair and this energy in their chair and, and psychological things that nobody's, a 17-year-old a girl, 18-year-old woman or man that just get out of beauty school isn't set up to understand psychologically domestic abuse or, no. or empowering someone or like they're not, you know, so I believe that the industry is going to shift. I hope that's my hope anyway. I, that I agree with you because I, I think that, you know, I remember clients in my chair that were going through traumatic things and, you know, I've done hair for 32 years and when I was 18, I didn't know how to deal with a woman who had just horrible things going on. And, and yeah, now you have to go to a class about domestic violence and yeah, we're mandatory yeah. reporters, but if you don't know how to deal with it and you don't know how to deal with the energy sitting in your chair, there is so much that goes into it. I think that the industry is going to shift too. I think yeah. And, or even more, even more is that if you don't understand you the play of your ego. Yes. If you don't un Cause I hear hairdressers all the time say things like, Oh, well, they needed me. I came in early because she needed me. Oh God. Right. You know, I stay, I, I came in on a Saturday. They really needed me to do that. You know, she needed to cry it out and you're like, okay. So, the, so then you need to figure out, is it your ego that's leading that? Yep. Because, and is that going to drain your energy? And do you know how to restore yourself after it? Yep. Yep. Or is it, you know, authentic? What yeah. is it? How do you figure that out? And we end up being the martyrs. You see it a lot, you oh. know, where, oh my God, I worked 16 hours today because my clients just needed me and da, da, da. And it's not even not, and it's the hair industry a lot, but it's like almost any industry. Yes. And we as human beings are now where, and I, I did this to my kids and, and looking back now, I wouldn't change anything because I love my life and my kids are great. I wish going forward that people would stop asking kids what they wanted to be oh. when they grow up. Because Listen, we, I have a son who's driving a school bus across the country, 23, didn't go to I college. I saw that, I'm so excited for him. And people are like, what do you, what is he going to do for money on the road? What, what people have a hard time wrapping their head around what that is. And he had a friend visit and I haven't seen him in a while. And he moved out to California and, he, and sat down and I said, how you doing? And the kid instantly decided to start telling me about, well, I'm doing this and I'm going to school. And I, and I said, dude, I don't care about those things what's the last song you listened to that made you cry? Like, yes. that's what I want to talk to you about. I don't give a fuck about the rest. <laughs> those are the conversations. I think that if we started having those conversations, number one, with our partners, 
and with our friends, and then it would roll into our children. Because when we ask our children, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, there's that old adage, you know, you ask little Johnny what he wants to be when he grows up and he says happy. And the teacher goes, well, I don't think you understood the assignment. And he said, well, I don't think you understand life. <laughs> probably one of my favorite quotes in the world, because we can ask our children, what do you want to do when you grow up? But who do you want to be as a human being? Who, how do you want to impact this planet? How do you want to be remembered when it's your time to go? Mm-hmm. And we start the practice of like just small segment intending, you yeah. know, and again, think, think, like you said, mom's woo-woo stuff, but okay, we're getting in the car. We're going to the store. What's your intention for the drive? What, right. what do you, what's, how do you want to feel when you get there? Right. Just to set everybody up. And it's funny because people laugh, you know, people were, I'm sitting here, I'm like, yeah, we just segmented. For us, that's normal because we've discovered it in our, on our journey. But for those that are listening to us, you're like, what the fuck is segment intending? When you, next time you go get in the car and you're sitting there going, oh shit, the kids are in the car. Oh God, they're going to start screaming. They're going to want a treat. They're going to want a toy. Instead of thinking of that, how do you want the car ride to go? How do you want the store to go? How do you want your kids to, if you intend and you think about what you want to happen, here comes the woo-woo shit, brace yourself. Yes. It's going to happen. If you don't believe Michelle and I, think about if you wake up in the morning and you start and you wake up and your alarm didn't go off, so you're late instantly you're like, oh shit, I'm late. I'm blah, 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 blah. And you go get in the shower and the water isn't hot. And then you go to make coffee and there's no coffee grounds. And then you go to get in your car and you're almost out of gas. And it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then you get to work and everybody's like, ah, and you're like, fuck this. I'm going home. I'm done. See, it's this horrible day. Whereas in the same situation, you woke up late. Oh, it's awesome. I'm, 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 there's a reason for this. This could be good. Yeah. I might be a little bit late, but it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. And once you start thinking about how good of a day you're going to have, you build on it. That's the same thing as segment intending, whatever little segment is ahead of you, imagine it, how you want it to be, not necessarily how you think it is. Absolutely. It's <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> This is why I'm just like, I could not wait to have you on this. <laughs> you are such a ray of light and you are getting ready to move across country. You're going to head to my hometown. You're going to Oregon. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my husband has been, he's incredible. We have an incredible, I love the man more than I did the day we married. And, and he, we've, you know, been through our own shit storms um, and gotten through it, but he's allowed me the professional growth for 10 years to achieve the things that everything I ever wanted. He was like, you need to be gone for birthdays. You need to be gone for christenings, you know, whatever, whatever you need to do, I support you. And the man has just been driven. He's a hiker and he's just needs to get out there. Yeah. And... I said, fuck it, let's, let's do it again. The, let's open the wings again. Like, okay, I'm ready. Cause I know they're gonna, it's gonna happen, right? It's happened to me a million other times. Right. And I have faith and trust. So we are packing up our house. We leave on Friday. 
this coming Friday, we start packing it. The kids leave on Monday for their road trip. They're going to take about a year. Um, and then we absolutely don't, we do not have a plan. I love it. <laughs> There's people listening going, wait, what? You don't have a plan? <laughs> You're going across country? Because you now, which state are you in now? I'm in New Jersey. So you're in Jersey and you're going to go all the way out to Oregon. Yes. Without a plan. We, yeah. You're we have an up. Airbnb booked for uh, a month and a storage unit, but we have no idea. None of, neither one of us have anything set up. Like we're just going to allow whatever comes next. Do you think and it's that, scary and it's great. <laughs> and you know what? I think the, the best thing about it, Michelle, is do you think that if, if COVID hadn't hit and you wouldn't have had that awakening, would you have even thought that that was something that you would have done? No, I, no, because I was so professionally driven that there's no way I would have fucked with that. No, there's no way I would have fucked with who I was and, and how I had to show up and, you know, who I had to perform for. And I, I would have never fucked with that because I was, it's I was led. Yeah. I was led by the purpose is just, is the same, just the mission and, and the, the ministry and is it, the vessel it's changed. Yeah. Yeah. I, and people are like, oh, 2020 was the worst year ever. It, it opened the eyes of so many people to the possibilities that are in front of you at any point in time. So anybody that's listening, if you've hung on this long, I love you. Uh, <laughs> no. Everything, everything is possible. I, I think we get into this, you know, when, to be honest with you, you know, like I tell everybody all the time, I call it the trifecta of unfortunate events but it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. You know, I broke my wrist in three places. I, I got fired and, and then Hurricane Sally came and took everything from me. And I literally didn't have anything in, in any other time of my life. That ship pit would have been so deep that I wouldn't have been able to get out of it. Having done enough work, I would have never left that company. I would have never left. I saw the writing on the wall. I saw it changing. I saw it moving and morphing into something that I wasn't happy with. And I knew that I wasn't going to be happy, but there was that financial security. Oh, God, yeah. You're right. There's that financial security. There's that, the ego that gets involved. You know, oh, I can't leave. I can't, you know, I can't go do anything else. I mean, they need me. And that ego is there. And then when all of that is stripped away, you are sitting there and you look in the mirror like, oh, well, hi, it's nice to meet you. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's see. And I fought real hard to get a job. Like after, after, before Hurricane Sally happened, I fought real hard to get a job and I kept getting blocked and blocked and blocked. And then I, all of a sudden one day I said, you know what? I'm doing the hustle, hate that word. I'm doing the hustle. And I have to lean back because I got these oars in the water and I'm rowing and I'm rowing and I'm rowing rowing and my arms are dying and I can't breathe because I'm so tired. And it's like the universe, I call it Gus, God, universe, spirit. Thank you, Jackie. I call it Gus. Gus is like, take the fucking oars out of the water. 
just take them out. And I'm like, no, I gotta go, I gotta go. And so universe is like, really? Okay, well here, have a hurricane. We will get you on your knees. We will get you to the point where you will listen. Yeah. And most people, when that happens to them, they think it's happening to them. When in actuality, it's happening for them. Because do you think that, now this is the way I believe. I think that before we come here, we already know everything that's going to happen in our life. We know the lessons that we need to learn. We know what our soul purpose is and we know what our life purpose is. And then when you're born, memory's gone. Now you have to fill in, quote unquote, you know, the dash that about the dash. It's not about the beginning. It's not about the end. It's living the dash in the middle. What do you think the biggest lessons in your dash have given you to where you are now and how are you going to share this with the world? I am, I think like you said, it's the not fighting it anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to have to work that hard at it anymore. I don't want to resist so much anymore. Cause I feel like that's what was happening for me. Yeah. So I, again, I just, I just, I don't, I don't know the complete answer because again, I feel like my purpose is, and that's the craziest part as well, is that I went from inspiring people on a larger platform to then going into a salon and having, and there's a difference between mentoring yes. and inspiring. Yes. So that was a whole, that the last year has been a shift of so many things. I've grown, I, I, my growth is happening so rapidly. Yeah. Um, awesome. That it's hard to catch up. And I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure it out again. Yeah. And I wish I can say that the the crisis is over. I don't think for myself. I don't anyway. think it ever is over because I think we're one of the things that I firmly believe is is we're never going to get it done, so you can't get it wrong. Yeah. And I think that failure is there's no such thing as failure. I look at it as divine redirection. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely terrified of failing we're so because society says you can't fail you know if you fail you're wrong you're bad you're this you're that what if you're just being divinely reguided and redirected in a different way so that you can have a journey like the one that you're on yeah i i i just hope at this point that anything that i speak or any message that i put out there i just just want to help people think differently like just if I can just cut a little tiny hole in the thought process just you know and and my and there's a great book called power versus force because I find myself like when I get passionate I get you know girl you're speaking my language and let's get loud and let's do it and and I'm trying to understand that you I can't force that onto people so at the moment I'm just like if I can just 
cut a little hole <laughs> just in let that mindset. Out. Let somebody yeah. thinking out to allow it's a vacuum. Yeah. When it goes out, that means something new has got to come in. Yeah, just allow a little bit of a light that isn't something you're used to to kind of peek in there, yeah. you know? Because I forget, like you said, you know, for people that I forget, I said to my husband the other day, and I forget that not everybody's reading the yeah. way I read and, and not everybody's consumed with the things that I'm consuming myself with. And right. I forget that sometimes. Like we had, we're at a dinner party the other night and somebody said, well, everyone loves to talk about what shows you're watching. And I'm like, I'm not watching any. So <laughs> I'm having a hard time in that space of, of, of connection because not everybody's there. So I just want to, like I said, just a little tiny slither yeah. of potential, like see the potential. See the potential. And I wish I, if I could wish for anybody that's listening to this, that's going, I don't, I don't really get this, but this is cool, but I'm going to listen to this is the curiosity. I, yeah. just, I just want to spark the curiosity. Because mm -hmm. if that's what happened with me is that I stumbled upon Abraham Hicks, uh -huh. never heard of anything. I'd never heard of it. I saw Tony Robbins and I was like, that's it. That's what I want to do with my life. But I had no idea how, and you know, we're talking 20 years ago and then it's just starting. And then the curiosity came in because I was like, well, wait a minute, what is he talking about? Well, wait a minute. And so he would lead me to somebody else. It would lead me to somebody else. It would yes. lead me to somebody else. And, and then all of a sudden I'm listening to this lady channel, this dead guy who's the universe. And I'm going, what the fuck am I listening to now? And, but then all of a sudden it started making sense. And I, and I was able to put my conscious mind to the side and say, okay, listen, let's just, let's just listen. It's, I'm not going to die from listening. Not going to die and get hurt. And then it just, it's kind of like you said, you know, now one book leads you to another oh. book that leads you to another book. And then all of a sudden you're like, my life is pretty fucking magical right now. Yeah. And I'm, it's a constant, like rabbit holes of rabbit holes of rabbit holes of, you know, and then I see someone else hold up another book and another book. And I, you know, and I go from consciousness to then I read about Mary Magdalene and holy fuck. <laughs> like the, like the, the patriarchy and the, and, and the control and like the divine so Sophia code and and women and you know god is a woman and all sort and the psychology of it and maslow's pyramid and now i'm reading the tree of life and it's just this constant like what the give me more right and it's and it, once you awaken that people are like what what did she just say if we can spark anything in you we want to spark curiosity because if you just yes i know it goes against every single thing that you've ever been taught in your full entire life and what you've been taught. I will never say that it was wrong. It was what was needed at that time in history. History is now changing. Uh, the feminine cycle of, you know, every 5,000 years we're coming out of the masculine, we're going into the divine feminine and the old patriarchies are going to start falling away. We're seeing it happen. And, and so if we can spark anything in this conversation, I hope that we have sparked 
curiosity. Yes. That's, that's my biggest wish for this whole conversation. And, and I knew it would be fascinating. So I have a question before you, before we go, because girl, I could talk to you all day long. I know we can do it. We can do it all day. So somebody is listening to this going, y'all, these, these two, these two chicks are batshit crazy. Number one, if you, if you could speak to the person who's sitting in the ship of their life right now, Mm -hmm. like there's no hope. They don't feel they're like, yeah, what you guys are talking about sounds really good. Vision boards, manifestation, just be grateful. You know, fuck off with all that. When they're sitting in the ship pit, what is one piece of advice that you would give someone that would help them make it through today and start this journey if that's what they choose? Just be aware, breathe, grounding, and the, do something that's going to help you in the four elements, you know, let the air smack your face, open the car window, take a deep breath, right? Watch a candle flicker, sit in the sun for 20 minutes, spend time in nature, take your shoes off, feel the ground on your, you know, the earth on your feet, hug a tree is my favorite thing to do. You're going to the, you're going to the right place. Oh my God. There's so many trees there. I do miss that. Yeah. Like hug a tree. Um, take a shower. And while you're showering, think of it as a ceremony of like rinsing your energetically, just rinsing off any of those feelings emotionally. And they're going down the drain as it happens, you know? Yeah. So any of the four elements that you can just touch and, and see and smell and hear and just stop for a minute and push pause. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get in that swirling vortex of doom and you feel like it's just keeps swirling and swirling and you feel like you're in that toilet bowl of life and it's just going to yeah. right down and it's, it's literally. Get out of here. Get yeah, out of yeah. here. Get out of the head and get into the heart. Yep. And just, just pause and understand that if you take five minutes for yourself, the world will not end no matter what anybody tells you. Absolutely. World will not end. And you are the most important person in your life. Absolutely. Without you, there is nobody else. So, you know, I, I, I love what you had to say. I love it. I love it. I love it. Michelle, I am so proud of you. I'm, I'm so proud of you, woman. I'm so excited to watch this journey. I cannot wait. And when I go visit, because my kids are in Oregon, my kids are in Portland. <gasps> yeah, my kids and my grandkids are in Portland and in Washington. So when I come out there, uh, we will be, we will have to be. Please do. Out. We'll be hanging out and I will be watching your journey. If you guys want to get a hold of Michelle, if you have any questions, I will, in the show notes, I will put where they, where you can find her. She is an incredible person to follow. She has got incredible knowledge. She is one of the most brilliant women, hairstylists, and just radical thinkers that I've ever met. And I'm just so grateful that five years ago, we stumbled across the stage in New York City. Yes, absolutely. I feel the same way for you. Well, guys, it is Wednesday, and you know what that means? You get to slide on into the weekend. I hope you have a magical rest of your day, whichever day or evening that you are listening to this, and we will see you next week. 
Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. And remember, you are loved, you are treasured, you are adored, you are worthy, and you are so more than enough. I hope that you were inspired. And if you were, please feel free to download, share, and leave a comment. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much and have an absolutely magical day.